0: I remember a conversation we had with a mom who said, well, I'm not sure, but I I think one of my kids is strong-willed. And I kind of just inside chuckled and thought, you know if you've got a strong-willed child. They make their presence known without any doubt. And uh, I've got a couple of strong-willed kids. It was challenging until we learned to kind of lean into some of that, and um, today we're going to offer some really practical ideas for you if you know you have a strong-willed child or maybe you just think you have one. Uh, These are going to be great principles. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our Focus on the Family Parenting team, and uh, of your two kids, are one or are both of them, Danny, uh, strong-willed? I'd say my daughter, Lexi, she's the more determined. And I'll give
1: an example. I, I... appreciate
0: that little yeah. change in the perspective. Strong-willed <laughs> kind of feels a little bit negative. Determined. Super determined. Yeah.
1: And and it plays out this way. So it, she'll say, I'm, I'm going to get up at 6 in the morning and uh, do all these things. And she does. My son will say, I'm going to get up at 6 in the morning, and it may be 7-ish, 7.30-ish. And it'll be a, it would be a great idea to get up at 6 for uh-huh. my son. For my daughter... She's up at 6 or maybe f- 10 minutes to 6. She's doing her devotions consistently. She's made my breakfast. She's uh, packed Sign my lunch. for that. Can I come buy some and, more? And, I of that. mean, she's got this <laughs> this structure that she yeah. has decided she wants to create, and she is determined to keep it. And she, that plays out in other pieces in her life.
0: It's not the structure, though, that makes for a strong-willed kid, no. is it?
1: No. Well, it's a determined person, strong-willed kids, sometimes have amazing structure because they're motivated by something Hmm. within that structure. For her, she wants to be ready for the school day. She has seen that as very important to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, if she if she really did not want to have the school day be important to her, her strong will would have her sleep till 10, ah. right? And then she would say, well, I don't wanna get up and I'm just not gonna get up and you can't make me, right?
0: And okay, so and it that's, can go a different way. That's the part of strong will that I experienced, which was, well, you've given me option A and B and I choose neither. So now what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> it was uh, like a constant, <laughs> never, never, not interested, not buying it, you can't make me. One of my children looked at me one day, fifth grader doing math and said, I, I said, you've got to do the schoolwork. No, I don't. I realized, no, he doesn't have to do his schoolwork.
1: <laughs> a I can't make you, him. Yeah.
0: So uh, let's go ahead and hear a little bit more about the strongly determined or the very determined individual and how to connect with them. Uh, Becky Harling is an author and a speaker, and she joined Jim Daly and me in the studio to explain some things that she's learned as a mom. Becky,
2: welcome to Focus on the Family.
3: Hey, it's great to be here with you. First-timers, right? I I was here quite a few years ago now, but not as a guest on the show. I was recording some content for Moody Publishers. Well, that's fantastic.
2: Hey, uh, you're the mother of four kids, so I'm sure you got this listening thing down. You've written the book now, so that (laughs) makes you an an expert. expert. Yeah, Yeah, Well, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But you also say in the book, You know, it's not always smooth and easy, even Mm -hmm. for a person who is trying to do it perfectly. So your daughter, Stephanie, uh, she kind of challenged you right out of the gate and you were at your wits end. Now every mom's leaning in. Now it sounds more like my life. (laughs) So what happened with Stephanie and why did you reach the end of your rope with her?
3: Well, and you know, Steph was this adorable little girl. That's big, the first problem, eyes. isn't it? Oh,
2: you're so <laughs> cute. She was darling. And
3: she she just was what I call our negotiator, you know. And so
2: <laughs> I do know that kid.
3: <laughs> yes. And and so I would say one thing and she would say, Well, what about this? you know, and and I just remember there was one week where she was negotiating a lot and I was blowing it as a parent. I mean, it, I want to be clear to say that I didn't do this perfectly. And that's why I wrote the book. You know, we write to our deepest need and, uh, <laughs> really? and, and, you know, I just remember there were times where I said no too quickly because I didn't have time, you know, we'd be on our way out the door and Steph would have a brilliant idea and it'd be like, no, we have to go to school now, you yeah. know, oh, interesting, but at, at four that one week it had just been a rough week and i didn't feel like i had handled it well and i just remember going before the lord saying lord i am messing up this child she's going to need a lifetime of therapy because of me you've got to show me what to do and as i got quiet the lord spoke an interesting message to me he said give her a voice and at that point, and, I remember was thinking, yeah.
2: Lord, are you sure about this? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I remember saying, Lord, I'm pretty sure she has a voice. And he was like, give her a voice. Wow. And I realized I needed to change, not Steph. God had wired Steph with a strong personality because he had big plans for her. You know, I
2: hadn't thought about this looking at the book and the prep by the team, but um, man, it sounds like the Lord. You know, don't, don't prevent these kids... To, from coming to me, yes. I mean, he even told that to the disciples. Let them come to me. Let him talk with me, because yeah. the disciples were trying to keep the kids away from him. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And here's the Lord telling you, yeah, give her a voice. Let her come to you. Let her talk with you.
3: Yeah, and that's I, interesting. I think as parents, you know, especially as Christian parents, sometimes we overemphasize obeying, you know, because that's what we've all been taught before we became parents, right? You teach them to obey, but I think the the bigger thing. Is connection with your kids because if they have a deeper connection with you, they're actually more likely to follow Jesus. Well,
2: that's what we're going to talk about for the whole program, really. That's the main thing, right? I'm laughing because of the uh, negotiator thing. I remember when Troy, when he rarely got into trouble, Trent was his lawyer. I mean, (laughs) Trent would come to him. I even said it at one time I said, Troy, are you paying Trent as your attorney? And they are both laughing and, yeah. you know, they're probably eight and yeah. six. Yeah. But that was the way it would be. I'd go, I'd be, you know, getting into Troy a little bit for something and Trent would step up and say, but dad, blah, blah, blah. He'd lay them all out there. I said, can you leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to negotiate with you about your brother's misbehavior.
3: Yeah, well, Steph would do the same for her younger sister. Yeah, right. You know, Carrie was more compliant and Steph would negotiate on her behalf.
2: <laughs> well, in fact, uh, years later you ended up asking your oldest daughter if you're a good listener. <laughs> How old was she when you asked that question?
3: Maybe 18, 19. Okay, that was know. risky. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what are you, you thinking, mom?
0: Yeah, what were you thinking question? when you asked
2: that? <laughs> so that was good, though. You asked the question, my good listener, and what did she say?
3: She said, "Well, there was a long pause. Honestly, guys, I was expecting rave reviews because I thought I had, I thought I had had this down." And she said, "Well, sometimes you listen well." She said, but you interrupt me a lot. You dive in with your own story sometimes, and you give me a lot of advice. And honestly, (laughs) I don't want your advice. I want to feel heard. And I remember thinking, wow. Nothing like honesty. <laughs>
2: right. And mm-hmm. and even what's the age difference between that older daughter and, and Steph? The eight years. So okay. Yeah. So did you learn a lot from that older daughter? What and what's her name?
3: Her name is Bethany.
2: So Bethany and you and that experience were you yeah. able to were able to process that, digest it, and then apply it with your younger daughter's relationship? Yes,
3: but I, I The wanna... poor older
2: kids get the worst of us. Oh, as they do.
3: <laughs> I you know, as an adult, this, I, you apologize a lot, right? You're right. like, we just didn't know what we were doing. But, you know, you do learn along the way, but you have to keep learning.
0: Well, Danny, let's dig in a little bit on something that came up in that conversation that Becky Harling and, and Focus President Jim Daly had. There are going to be parents, it doesn't matter how I wrap it, my kid is going to be critical. I'm going to feel like I have to justify once more to this child why it's done this way or why we have that rule. And I'm not interested. I just, uh, I could care less what they think.
1: Yeah, and I, I could see why that would be. Uh, it, it makes sense that there'd be frustration with that because you feel like you're giving in to a tyrant, right? Somebody that's coming that's in a good and, word and for saying, it. yes. And, and demanding certain things. Strong willed kids want to be known and want to be heard, they want control, they want power. And uh, you, as a parent, have the power, have the, the, the influence in the home. And somehow they've really tried to wrestle uh, the power down to the ground. And I would encourage you to listen carefully to what they say to that question Am I a good listener? It, it can be a very helpful, um, insightful moment for you when they say that. I, I use that with my kids, and I've used it a lot in, in counseling with families, and especially with. Uh, you know, where, where there is a struggle between parent and child. And many times the kids will say, no, my parents don't listen to me. And the parents have felt like they have listened well. A good follow-up question to that would be, where have you felt that I have not listened to you well? So that they can now think through, instead of it just an angry response, now they have to go to the thinking side and think through when are some times where uh, you have not listened. to them. They may say, well, always, you never listen to me. Okay, give me Give me just a couple examples since this is something I want to do better with mm-hmm. you and I want to know you and want to know your perspective. Remember, they're thinking outside the box. They have new creative ideas. They want to bring it and they see these rules and, and other things as blockades to that. Give them some opportunity there in that moment to give you some feedback and also be able to, to dig inward and be aware of what is it that they're wanting to be heard. And that can help you guys get uh, closer in your own relationship together, and to also be able to to see if they are able to listen to your words. Uh, that that's a key one. Once you yes. get into that listener place, you can say, "And I love it when you have listened to this well, and you let them know when they've listened to you well, and I know when you don't listen to me, it doesn't feel good either." Mm. And now you're you're able to talk through the fact that you're probably not listening to each other. And that's something you want to resolve.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's something we're going to get to next time with Becky as she talks about nonverbal communication and kind of the tone of the words you use with your child. Uh, but for now, a couple of follow-up items. Uh, get a copy of the book that Becky Harling has written. It's a perfect follow-up to the conversation and to what Danny just shared It's called How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk, and uh, we've got that here at Focus on the Family. Uh, Why don't you make a donation to the ministry? Uh, Donate as you can. Donate maybe as you've benefited from the work of Focus on the Family for the past 45 years. uh, For a gift of any amount, either a one-time gift or if you can, a monthly pledge, we'll say thank you by sending a copy of the book by Becky, How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk details are in the show notes. And we're also going to link over to a great follow-up article. It's free. It's on the website. It's called Four Words Kids Use When Coping with Emotions. And uh, I think that'll give you some more insight into your child and what they're trying to express, but may not be able to do so, so well. As I said, we'll hear more from Becky about communication next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.